I'm Dr. Wendy Guess, and you're listening to the Indigo Tent Podcast number one. Join my colleague, Zella Marie Dublin, and I as we have a conversation about wisdom. We're drawn into thousands of interactions every day that demand our energy. Those interactions can pull us out of alignment with our thoughts, our actions, and our higher self. We end up feeling fragmented, emotional, and basically out of harmony. This state of being stuck impacts every interaction we have, both personally and professionally. Join us on this journey of transformation. Here in the Indigo Tent, we have conversations about changing what's stuck and finding some joy along the way. This transformation is what we call energy in motion. This is the process of joy, and this, dear listener, is our purpose. Hi, Zella. Welcome to the Indigo Tent. Hi, Wendy. I'm so glad I'm here. I love our conversations. I love thinking about things, especially when it comes to just what we go through as sisters in life. Exactly. So many interactions we have every day, all day. And it's nice to have a place to come and be able to just process them and unpack them and understand them from a different perspective. Right. To gain from each other's wisdom and then hopefully to to start a conversation with our listeners about what it means to find wisdom from the ancients, for instance. I'm hoping that's what we're going to talk about today. That's something that's been on my mind a lot lately, too, is, is what is this thing we call wisdom? How do you get it? And how do you know that you have it? A four-year degree? Well, that gives you knowledge. Right. But not necessarily wisdom. I have so many friends that bemoan the fact that they don't have a degree, and yet they have so many gifts and um, attributes to bring to this thing we call life. The diploma on the wall doesn't mean a thing if you're not actually tapping in to the wisdom and then applying it. And it's, it's like so cool you brought that up because I frequently tell my students, I have a PhD. I have like the highest degree you can have. And yet at the same time, I remember distinctly sitting in my graduation ceremony going, oh my goodness, there's so much more that I know now that I don't know. I felt like I was starting all over again instead really of feeling like I should be so smart. But And that to me is that sense of wisdom is like knowing that there's more that we don't know. So much more to gain. So much more to experience. Absolutely. And that's part of what is really what we could do more of in our world today is work on those steps to get wisdom. Especially as educators and coaches, we come across people in our lives from a professional um, standpoint that we have difficulty with in those daily interactions. And then, of course, there's family and friends. Always a challenge, right? (laughs) Most of the time a joy, but sometimes difficult. A challenging joy. (laughs) That's a good one. That is good. That's something that's been on my mind a lot lately, too, is is those interactions, or I don't call them relationships, because sometimes they're not really a relationship. It's it's an interaction, whether it's at work or in the classroom or you know, in passing with the person. Those all those different types of interactions. And then how do those give us the sense of wisdom? Or how can we find wisdom to have more successful, more harmonious interactions? And there's the word right there, harmony. 
That's what we're unpacking, always. So how do we find harmony using wisdom? Mm. Well, isn't that the million-dollar question? (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. I guess how I define wisdom is taking time to reflect and ponder those different life experiences and interactions that we have. What were the messages that needed to come out of that interaction? What was the life lesson, if you will, that comes from that interaction, as challenging as it may have been? When we take that time to ponder and to get those insights and messages, now we have more in our resources or tool belt, if you will, to be able to more adequately respond to another situation that comes along. So we have to take time to reflect. Absolutely. And that takes years of practice. (laughs) (laughs) That just takes time. Yeah. Um, And the willingness to do that. Right. And then how much can we learn from our ancestors? Maybe they're still alive. Maybe it's a grandmother that's passed on. You know, I like to think about those ancient, um, not ancient, but um, folk tales that our grandmother passed on if you said you had a cold and she would have all these different remedies. Of course, we all know chicken noodle soup and and <laughs> I've heard some people keep an onion out in their kitchen. Wear garlic around your neck. <laughs> right. Definitely will keep the vampires away, right? Absolutely. But where does where do we draw the line from a superstition and then acknowledging that there's wisdom that can be handed down from our ancestors? Mm, that's a profound question. Where does that line separate? And Or maybe it's all there. Maybe it is. Maybe the wisdom is just taking time to look for it. Mm-hmm. And to receive. Also to receive. If you've had a good relationship, a bad relationship, the choices our ancestors made that have brought us to the place we are in this world. Exactly. Uh, I heard someone talking the other day And what I got out of that conversation was that our ancestors loved at their level or at their capacity. So then they were where they needed to be so that we could gain the lessons that we needed to gain. Right. They put us in the place we're supposed to be. It could be a location geographically or in a position financially, good or bad, to where we have to make our way in this world. Right. So if they hadn't made the choices and the difficult decisions that they had to make from a from a macro level, we can't always see what those, you know, what else was going on in their lives that created the choices that they made. The choices that they made exactly. And yeah. so then we as young uh, children of of our families and, and parents, we don't often get to see beyond our own perspective of of what's going on with those relationships. And why those are there. So at one level, we're like, oh, that's so unfair. Why did they do this? They hate, they hate me, blah, 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 blah. But then looking at it from a different level, what happened to them that created that behavior in their life? Right. What bills were they stressing out that they could not pay? What um, impact did the choices that their mother and father made have on them that then they passed down? So instead of feeling sorry for ourselves or being victims, what are some ways that we can overcome it? We're hearing the word narcissist bounced all over the internet nowadays. Yeah, that's a new word, didn't you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think somebody looked in the pond and saw himself and came up with that term, did he not, in our Greek mythology? But anyway, so. what's a, a way that we can actually gain some wisdom from our ancestors by looking at the polarity that happens within a relationship? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked, because I have this really cool exercise that I would love to share with you. All right, let's give it a try. Okay, so it's, it's a one way of looking at the polarity or, or thinking about challenging relationships from different perspectives. Okay. Uh, there's probably someone in your life you feel like you could have a love-hate relationship with. Okay. <laughs> all right, I have somebody in mind. Good, and, and I imagine we all do. There's moments when you're like, love this person, don't love this person. And so let's, let's tap into those two emotions. Okay. All right, so what I'm going to ask you to do is find two objects here in the, in the room and let me know when you have your two objects. Okay. All right, so I've chosen a small little elephant that a student of mine gave me years ago. She traveled back to India, brought it home, and it reminds me of just a nurturing type of uh, creature. Cool. And what's your other? I've got a knife. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to guess which one is which. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, so what I'd like you to do is to set those up in opposite ends of the room. Okay. And remember, listeners, of course, I'm imagining all this, so play along with us. So I've got my elephant on one side of the room, and I've got my knife on the other side of the room. Okay. So what we're going to do is an exercise in polarity, kind of that love-hate that that we experience in our relationships. So first, I'm going to ask you to go to the really challenging side, which would be, I'm guessing, where the knife is. Indeed. All right. And and I'm going to ask you to walk over there and just stand and think symbolically uh, looking at this knife and all that it represents, all of those frustrations, all of the, the challenges that you have interacting with that person. And just take a few minutes to, to just be open to any messages that might want to show up for you. Right. What would I be thinking? What does that knife represent? And what wisdom can I take away from applying those thoughts with that person in my life, this colleague? All right, I've come up with a few. Great. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you to move to the other side of the room where the elephant is. Okay. And that elephant is symbolizing that all the, the love side or the, the happy side, the good, the good things and in the interactions. All the good things that can come from this relationship. I've got a lot of thoughts. Okay. Great. In, in an actual training session, we would repeat that a few times. But for the sake of our, our podcast, um, let's now fast forward. Okay. To the middle. And I'd like you to stand in the middle in between those two items. Got it. And listen for that message of what, what do both sides need to tell you. This is really very insightful because I'm thinking about the fact that this person has received a lot of sharp words in his life. And at the same time, this person, she is able to be loving and kind and nurturing. So I haven't given too much away. It's a he or it's a she, right? Mm. <laughs> yes, because it could be multiple people. True. Wonderful. So then um, this is that chance where we get to think about, okay, all the messages that come from the challenging side of the relationship and all the messages that come from the, the easy or the happy 
side of that the relationship, pleasant side. the pleasant side. And bringing those in the middle, is there space in our heart, in our mind, in our wisdom for both of those to belong? To see both perspectives and then find a nice middle ground so that I can interact with this person out of a place of wisdom and then I can move forward with my interactions. Yes, there is. Yeah, that really to me is, is the process of wisdom. When we can stop and ponder and reflect and find a place for both of those contrasting elements to coexist. Right. That is harmony. That is harmony, you're right. And that's our joy. And that is our joy. Yeah. Well, what about some questions? So in life, we have opportunities to interact with other people. And we don't always have the wisdom of a life coach sitting right there with us to help <laughs> and to guide us through exercises like we just did. So I have some questions that I want to present to you, listeners, that you can take from, from our podcast, that you can use the wisdom to take your emotions to propel yourself forward as you move in energy and in a state of transformation. So I want each of you to listen to your own heart, to your own wisdom, and imagine a time when you felt a sense of power in reflecting on an experience. Did it give you a place of feeling grounded? Did it give you some type of stability? Or did it actually make you feel the opposite? So reflect on that one. Hmm. That's a great topic to reflect on. It's really good to do these reflections while you're moving, while you're walking. Take a walk around the block. When those, That's when so those, true. When those energy in motion or emotions get stuck in our body, we got to move them out. And that process of making space, if you will, for wisdom to I show like up. That. That's a good way to put it, making space, moving some energy out so that you can move some different type of energy in. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay, here's another question. Can you feel the wisdom as you reflect on those experiences that led you here today? Right. What led you to the place where you're at? What led you to this podcast? What will lead you tomorrow to whatever interaction you have that you can gain some wisdom from that experience? Yeah. And then just take a moment, like take several moments throughout the day to just stand in a place of your own best posture whatever that looks like for you, whether it's standing, sitting, wherever you are, just find that posture. Connect with all of the wisdom from all of those ancestors that have gone before you. You can also, I like this one. This question is really important to me because as a yoga instructor, you have to find the rhythm of your breath. I tell my students at the beginning of almost every class that I teach, begin a conversation with your breath. Start inhaling in and exhaling out and take it a step further inhale in those dna moments that connect you to your ancestors that ground you to who you are what brought you here their experiences and then now your own and especially it's so important to remember to exhale what you realize that you just don't need anymore exactly right let it go like that song says definitely <laughs> and then stand strong in the wisdom of all of your own life experiences mm -hmm. because don't count yourself short they are yours only you have them the wisdom that comes from the experiences that you've had in life 
young or old, wherever your age has brought you to thus far (laughs) in your journey, they're your experiences. So own them because they give you wisdom. Let's close out this conversation with a quote. This is actually uh, from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he said, the most powerful thing you can do is to be yourself. And that's so true. The most powerful thing that you can do, dear sweet listener, is to be yourself. Find the wisdom within and be yourself. Thanks for joining us at the Indigo Tent. And we'll see you next week. To tap into our higher self, we seek to align the elements of interaction with harmony. What element will you use today to transform you into your highest self?